This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So today we're talking about the power of understanding, and it's really, it's something that's an evolving power. It's, we have access to it fully, always, but our ability to access it evolves. That's, that's the evolving part. I think about with my grandchildren, my almost three-year-old is very proud that he knows his last name. I'm Colton Farrell, he now says. And my nine-year-old grandson, on the other hand, he's, he's more likely to say, oh, NDC, because he likes to use his initials. And, and he's focusing on where he is sort of in the pecking order. He's, he sees himself as a leader, and other kids are following him. And he's, he's looking for, well, who, who do I look up to? Where, where do I find my next... Uh, focus so that I can grow. So it's a very different level of understanding of who he is from what Colton has. And we grow in that. Circumstances change. When our circumstances change, our understanding evolves. So I've talked to my daughter who just has little baby Hazy who's in the hospital. And when Hazy was born, she said, as I'm sure many of you who are mothers or fathers have said, wow, I didn't realize that my world could be so big. I, I didn't realize that my world could suddenly start revolving around somebody new, like the way that it has. It's like everything got rearranged and she understood her life differently. And I know some of you have had that experience. Maybe it isn't with the birth of a child. Maybe it's something else that's come into your life that has totally rearranged it. We've, we've talked about Kelly who had surgery this week. And even though that was a very difficult experience, she moved into this place of understanding about how much she was held and loved not only by this community, but just by the cosmos, by life itself. It, it completely expanded her experience of life. And she understood in a new way. I have a friend who, who told me that she got a new job this week. And, and this is somebody who struggled to find good work. And she's, she told me that she understood finally how she had been hobbling herself with the beliefs that she had. She had beliefs that she was poor, that she was too old to get a job. She's an artist. And so she told herself, you can't make money as an artist. And she had all of these ideas and, and that's using the power of understanding. It's just using it incorrectly. And we do that, right? We all have beliefs that are not serving us. And this power, if we, if we focus on it and we focus on the pure light of being that we are and we, we bring it into that area, we begin to illuminate what is true. And we begin to let go of beliefs that are not serving us and open ourselves to beliefs that do serve. It's always possible for us. Society changes too, as you may have noticed. And when society changes, there are new understandings that come into the collective consciousness. 
So way back in the year between 60 and 80, somewhere in there, the, the temple was destroyed in Jerusalem. Now, for the Jewish people of the time, the temple was everything. It was their place that, that God lived. And that was what made them sacred people was that they had their temple. And when it was wiped out, and not only was it wiped out, but many of the rabbis were destroyed in the process when it was overrun by the Romans. And that was a terrible you know, just wrenching experience for them. And they had to examine their identity as a people. Who were they if they did not have a temple? And, and from that emerged the whole system of synagogues. And from the synagogues later emerged the whole idea that people could be followers of Jesus, followers of the way that began in the synagogues but not be Jewish, not have to do things like circumcision and the dietary practices that were part of it, that it was a whole new way. So this was a change in consciousness, a change in understanding that began with an event that was very difficult. Another event that happened was that um, the printing press was invented in the 1400s. And it was less than 100 years later that Martin Luther was banging his 95 theses on the door and, and Protestantism was beginning. And two weeks after he banged that thesis on the board, 5,000 copies of the Bible in German had been sold. So there was an opening to understanding the Bible in your own language There was an opening to understanding that regular people, or at least people who could afford to buy a book, but it grew, that you didn't have to be a rabbi or a priest in order to read the Bible. It was a huge shift in understanding that each individual has access to knowledge of the sacred that each individual has the power of understanding and can interpret what they read for themselves. That was huge. Many of the people who are in this community lived through the Vietnam War. And at that time, there were many people, especially the younger generation, who were protesting that war. We didn't feel like that was a just war. We didn't feel like we belonged in that war. And, and what was happening at that time in society, fueled by that younger generation, was that we were questioning authority. That was a new understanding, that instead of just doing what you were told, that you had the ability to question authority. So we were questioning the government. We were questioning the church. We were questioning the education system. And things changed in massive ways during that time period. And behind all this is the power of understanding. It's a new consciousness. Today, we are dealing with a huge shift in society. We have a pandemic that we're still dealing with. We have a crisis in the climate and and loss of species and all all the weather that's happening. 
We have politically divided as a nation. We have um, a new awareness of what is happening to people of color and the discrimination that is there for them. And we have to ask ourselves, what understanding will come of that? There are some understandings that have already... I've started reading this book called Cast. I don't know if you've read it, but I highly recommend. And it's talking about how with people of color, it isn't just the color of their skin. That's not the issue. That's just the easy identifier. But it's really about caste, that we have a society here in the United States that is founded on caste. And that we have to look at that and change that. So it's, it's a widening understanding of what the issue is and how discrimination can continue to occur in the way that it does. So when we have big changes in society, it opens the door to changes in consciousness. And so we need not be afraid of the changes that happen because we have this power of understanding. On a more personal level, when things happen in our lives, we can look at what lies beneath it. So the power of understanding helps us to listen to ourselves more deeply. There was a man that I was working with in hypnotherapy who, he works with refugees and it's, it's a very difficult job. There's a lot of injustice that he sees. And he just, he carries a lot of anger and despair and angst. And, and so we were working with that. And he was aware of this knot in his stomach. And I invited him to just pay attention to it. And this is something I recommend. I so highly recommend this to all of you. When there's something going on, and you notice your body having a response, listen, put your attention on your body, open the power of understanding to see what is there. And what he found was the more he focused on it, it was just this tight, it wasn't just anger, it was hatred. And he, he pictured this hatred as this horned beast. And he, he wasn't happy to find that. But I just said, let's just stay with it. Let's welcome, welcome this beast. Just see what, what is there. And it was the most amazing thing because as we welcomed this beast who initially said he had nothing to say except hate, underneath that was such sadness he had so much sadness for because he was walking in what he, this man who has a Buddhist practice calls the hell realms. He was walking beside these people who are suffering in such incredible ways. And he didn't know what to do with that. And he had it layered over with anger and hatred. And nobody had ever taken the time to understand what those feelings were about. And so when he got in touch with the sadness, he went even deeper. He realized that he was the keeper of the suffering. That was, that was the, 
term that he used for this part of him that was so sad and over that so angry. And then he had judgment about himself. He, he aspires to be what is called in Buddhism a bodhisattva. That is someone who comes back to walk in the hell realms and to be a presence of light. But he said a seasoned bodhisattva doesn't take on the suffering. And he realized he was taking on the suffering and that that wasn't the thing to do. And so I said, well, maybe you can invite the seasoned bodhisattvas to be here with you. And he could imagine that. And as he imagined the presence of their light, suddenly he had a new understanding. He realized that he was not there to take on suffering and get all in a knot himself. He was there to walk with people, to hold their hand, to radiate light. And we went even further. I said, what if you don't have to aspire to be a bodhisattva? What if you are born a bodhisattva? What if you're just evolving in your understanding of who you are? But you're already that. And it's the most natural thing for you to just radiate light and be present with those who are suffering. And he, he really got that. He could understand that. And it changed how he experienced it. And, and we went even deeper. And we imagined that the great mother was just holding him and cradling him as that baby bodhisattva. And that he was filling with so much light that he was perfection already. And there wasn't anything else that he needed to become. Can you imagine that for yourself? Can you imagine that you are already perfection? That you don't have to become something? Just hold that thought for a minute. Let yourself understand from a higher level. I'd also like to share with you some steps that I've articulated with clients for how you raise your consciousness and you get to a higher level of understanding. So in the beginning, something happens. So let's say in your childhood, you were abused in some way. And that's, you know, there are many forms of abuse and many of us had one of them. So let's just say that. Your understanding will take the form of memory. And so you will remember that something happened, like I was beaten. And then you will put a spin on that. You will have an understanding, an interpretation of what that means. And in the beginning, it's not usually in your favor. So you may think to yourself, I was beaten because I was bad, maybe whoever beat you told you you were bad and you took that in and you began to understand yourself as bad. Now that's not truth, but that's exercising your power of understanding in a way that does not serve you. But you get to evolve from that. 
So as you evolve, at some point, you begin to question. You challenge that belief. And you say, is that true? Is it true that I'm bad? What if it's not? Maybe I'm not bad. And you begin to realize you have a new understanding. And you realize that your parent or whoever it was that abused you, they had issues of their own. That this was about them. It wasn't about you. You were on the the receiving end of what happened. You were on the receiving end of their issues. But it wasn't because you were bad. And then... You bring in a higher power, the power of love. You bring in the power of imagination. And they shift your understanding because these powers all work together. So you begin to love the child who lives in your memory. You begin to imagine that you could step in, you, the wise one that you are today, and you could intercept for that child. You could imagine taking the child out of that situation. You could imagine standing in front of the child and stopping the abuser. Your imagination is that powerful. Right now, whatever story you are telling yourself, it's a story that lives in your memory that is fueled by an interpretation. Change the story. Because the story that you're telling yourself is not serving you. And if you can understand that it is possible to have a better story, you can change your experience. Like my friend who talked about how she was shocked that she got the job because her understanding was based on stories that she had been telling herself that were based on experiences of abuse. But now she realizes, she understands, she has to change those stories. And this is a way that you do it. You do it through your heart, sending huge love to this young self and using your power of imagination to create a different story. And then you move up to an even higher level of understanding, and that is making new meaning. So there are different Here are some different ideas. Try applying them in your own situation. One idea is that we are intentional souls, that we come here with an intention. So, for example, we come in with the intention of learning forgiveness, really embodying forgiveness, which is a noble idea for a soul, right? But you cannot embody forgiveness unless you have something to forgive, And so if you realize that, if you realize and understand that you may have come in here on this planet in order to radiate the power of forgiveness and that this experience that you had was serving your soul, then you understand it differently. Now you can forgive because you see, oh, this was serving me. And perhaps the abuser is a sacred friend who who was willing to serve in that way so that you could have the experience that your soul required, not your personality. No personality is asking for this stuff we go through. 
but your soul is intentional. Another way of thinking about this is to say we are a collective soul. So think about it as a rock band. If a rock star is out and is performing, you see the star. But the rock star has a whole road crew that's with him, right? And everyone on that road crew is important. So we, in our performance, we are the rock star. We are the star of the show, our show. But we have all of these other characters. And what if they are all part of one soul? So I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing, but all of the other parts of my soul are also having a role. And some of them are incarnate and might be part of the play, and some of them are disincarnate and are supporting from the wings, doing things that not everybody sees but are very important. If we think about ourselves not as a singular entity but as a collective soul, that changes how we understand. And it makes it easier to accept the things that happen. Another level is to say we are a planetary soul. And so instead of looking at, oh, there's these folks over here and these folks over here and they're different and one is bad or, you know, we have enemies and nations and they're all divided and, and look what's being done to the wolves and isn't that terrible and these, this species is, is um, disappearing and, and we just see it all in pieces and conflicted pieces. What if instead we say we are a planetary soul and we are evolving together and each one, just like our body, all pieces of our body are important. All the pieces of this planet are important and somehow collectively we are evolving as a planet. What does that do to your understanding? And finally, what if our planet is part of a cosmic evolution? What if our whole cosmos is evolving to the place where we know ourselves simultaneously as both creator and creation? What if the way that we behave right now is just a process in the evolution, just like when a baby is in the womb, there are places where they have not yet developed. And when a child like my granddaughter is born early, she can't go home yet because she hasn't fully developed. But that doesn't mean something is wrong with her. It just means she is still developing. And when she comes home, she won't stop. She'll continue to develop. She will grow in body. She will grow in understanding. She will grow in her ability to love. So when we know that this is true, when we know the power of understanding, we create more peace in the world because we realize that, oh, it's okay. It's okay to evolve. And no matter what comes in front of us, we know I have the power 
I have the power to understand this from a higher perspective. I don't need to be in a state of stress. So I encourage you this week to think about your life, your personal life, the things that you're dealing with, our collective life, and look at it from a point of understanding. Picture that light flowing into that part of your body and see what new understanding may come to you and let yourself feel the peace and radiate the peace that comes from that understanding. Namaste.